When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys to talk some 49ers football. And this is, I have this episode circled every single year. We're going to offensive stats projection every carry, every yard, every pass attempt, every reception, every touchdown. It's all going to be laid out today. Now, obviously, do I think that these are going to be ironclad or anything? No, no, no. This is a nerd alert, straight freaking Excel spreadsheet, taking formulas, implementing episode. Um, So all my fantasy football people, this one's for you. But the goal today is to walk away understanding what the ceiling and what the floor is for all these players if things go correctly or if they go poorly. Um, so we're gonna it's it's gonna be a stat heavy episode. Now, uh, for those of you hashtag CCs, I love it. The countdown crew appreciate you guys. This is not a live episode, uh, as you guys are finding that out. Um, here's why: my throat's been killing me for like a week now, and I keep recording, and I can't make it through about 15 minutes. So I'm gonna have to chop this episode up, put it all together, and get it to you guys. My throat's just not there. Uh, I don't know what happened. I feel fine. Uh, workouts are going great. I just can't, um, yeah, I can't talk for, you know, more than 15 minutes without my throat giving out. I don't want to do that on a live broadcast. And it's just bad news. Anyway, so um, I'm going to be piecing this together. All the hashtag CCs count. Appreciate everybody. All the loyalty listeners. This is awesome. Uh, so close to football season. We're so close. Now, I do have a little bit of news, which uh, people that follow me on Twitter, uh, Patreon supporters, you guys already found out the news. Um, nothing that I plan to do. You know, I have a former football coach here. Had to get away from coaching. I haven't coached in seven years. Uh, just family with the boys and, you know, the adoption, all those things. It was just too much. Uh, home life needed me home. Well, unexpectedly, you know, my, my oldest son now, Joseph, who's amazing, um, he's a senior in high school. Um, we're in Pasadena, and unexpectedly, his head coach quit last minute. Um, wasn't a position I applied for. Wasn't a position, really anything. Uh, I had a chance to reach out to the principal and have a conversation, and now I'm the new head football coach <laughs> for my son's high school, uh, which is awesome. And I'm very, very excited. My son's excited. We'll see. Once I start yelling at him in front of his peers, we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, but anyway, uh, I am now a head football coach again, which is great news. Uh, very, very excited about that. Um, yeah, I, I love coaching. A lot of my best memories growing up were, you know, my coaches were my father figures. That's just what the way I was raised. A lot of the respect and worth ethic, all those things came from football coaches. So being able to instill that, you know, my son's last year in high school is going to be pretty awesome. But um, good news, bad news. Yeah, I'm working three full-time jobs now. Uh, still teaching, um, still coaching, still doing the 40 Hours Rush podcast. This isn't going anywhere, though. Uh, I'm going to be a workaholic, and it's just what it's going to be. Basically, what it means is this. All the Patreon video breakdowns, all those, that's continuing without a hitch. 
The one thing that I might have to scale down some and just gonna have to be flexible, probably won't be able to do four live podcasts a week um, throughout the entire season. We'll see. Uh, I think worst case scenario is two. We will definitely be going live after every single game, um, whether we're there with the 40 dollars rush road trip or, you know, I am back at home just going live and just sharing our thoughts on the game and going through that. Uh, that's going to be taking place. But uh, yeah, we'll have to see. So um, it wasn't what I wanted really or expected. It just sometimes things come up. And I'm very, very thankful to be in that position and glad that, you know, I have that coaching background uh, that I could fall back on and be able to step in and help the community in the time of need. That's the the goal. So Coach Chapman, yeah, I get, I get it. <laughs> I, I miss being called that, if I'm going to be frank with you. That's kind of like turned into a little bit of my identity. And so that disappeared and that hurt. But I'm very, very glad it's coming back. All right, let's get to what's important today. Let's talk some offense, man. Let's jump in there. Now, here, here's the process that I went through, and it's stupid. I know. I know it's dumb. But we've done really, really well with this in the past. Um, now, sometimes the personnel changes. You know, like I'll, I'll project, you know, running back one, two, three, four, and how many carries and yards and all those things. But as we know, uh, 49ers running backs get hurt all the time. And so my numbers match for the running back and wide receiver one and all those. They don't match necessarily for the people because sometimes they get hurt. And so what I did is I went back through every single year that Kyle Shanahan has been here. And so offensive plays, for example, right? So I'll just walk you through how I came up with these numbers. Um, 2017, the 49ers offense ran 1,058 plays. 2018, 1,003 plays. Uh, 2019, 1,012, 2020, 1,046. Add all those up, divide them by four, find that kind of you know mean or the average 64.3 plays per game. That's what they average. And this year was a little bit more difficult because not only do you have to see what they did you know the previous four years, now there's 17 games. <coughs> Excuse me. So a lot of these projections, uh, you got to add a whole nother game to it. So it's not even just total numbers. So uh, the average over the four years that Kyle Shanahan has been here has been 1,029 plays per year, okay? Well, I multiplied 64 plays times 17 games. That comes out with 1,088. So you're getting an uptick in plays per game, and that's going to affect everything. All the records, they're going to start to be thrown out the window. That's just what it is, especially offensively. Defensively as well with sacks and all that. It's just, it's offense drives everything. Stats are important, but whenever you're looking at national records, yeah, it's just, it's what it is. There's, they're going to disappear. It's just what's going to happen. You know, there are some anomalies. Like you look back, uh, you know, Jay Rice scoring 22 touchdowns in 12 games in the short of bridge season that cut short, like that should be a record. But now they're playing an extra five games on top of it. It's what it is. Reggie White, same thing. I think he had 21 sacks in 12 games before they expanded. Never going to be replicated again. But there are going to be people that have 20-plus sack seasons, and those will be the records. You take that for what you will. Now, let's start off with rush attempts. I felt like this was kind of every year just to kind of jump into this, and then everything starts to fall in place. Because first you figure out, okay, what's the run-pass percentage that Kyle Shanahan likes and it changes, you know, I, I noticed, depending on who the quarterback is. Um, it, funny thing is, I don't know why, Kyle Shanahan throws the ball more with Nick Mullins than he does with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I know all the Jimmy G haters are like, ah, uh, that's just what it is. So listen to these numbers, and then we're going to project how many carries, and then we're going to go through each running back, and I'm going to tell you how many carries, how many yards, all that stuff for each player. So in 2017, 408, 408 carries. 2018, 423, saw an uptick. 2019, the year we went to the Super Bowl, and again, I'm just looking at only regular season numbers. So the playoff stuff, this is not factored into this equation. 2019, they jumped up to 498, 75 more carries than either of the two previous years. Jumped up huge. 2020, back down to 437. So dropped down 51 carries. And again, you spread that out over a 16-game season is what it is. So the average between those four years is 441, or 27.5 carries per game. For those of you who have been around the 49ers Rush podcast for a while, you know, like, hey, 30 per carries per game, is that's highlighted, it's underlined, it's bolded. 
that is one of the key stats in the Kyle Shanahan offense for victory. And he's noted it as such as well. I believe the stat was anytime they've had over 26 carries uh, per game, I think they were like 22-1. and one. Anytime they've had over 30 carries per game, they're undefeated since Kyle Shanahan showed up. You got to run the ball. So they've averaged 27.5 carries per game. I've got that ticking up this year to 30, okay? 30 carries per game. Now, why? One, the new investment in the offensive line. Two, the new investment in the running backs, right? Uh, so, you, again, back to the offensive line. You get Alex Mack. You draft the second-round choice. You go get Aaron Banks. That's huge. That's a 40% line change upgrade, all right? Two out of five starters. That's huge. You spend two draft picks on running backs, and Trey Serban and Elijah Mitchell. I think that's huge. And then perhaps even more than all this, your quarterback, okay? Trey freaking Lance, running quarterback, even though I don't think he's going to be running a lot, and I'm going to go over how many touches I think that he'll have and all those things. But a big reason why I have it more is this. Here's my quarterback divide. I have Trey Lance making his first start week 11. All right, now, all right, we, we got to unpack that a little bit. I, I've talked about it before on here and a couple other podcasts. This is Jimmy G starting. I, I know there's the Trey Lance week one argument. That's fine. Whatever else. There's no way in hell the 49ers chose to keep Jimmy Garoppolo on here if he's not going to be starting at least week one. It's his job to lose. That's just what it is. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play well. I'll go through the numbers here. But there's no doubt you have Jimmy Garoppolo ceiling. Trey Lance is not even in screen. It's off the charts. And so you allow Trey Lance to get his feet wet, you know, and just wait and learn and go through all those things. But week 11, and you've got back-to-back road games versus some very, very easy schedules or very easy teams, Jacksonville. And that would give him enough time to get his rookie stuff out of the way before the playoffs. This team's playing for the playoffs, and I think that they're going to be in position for that. So if that transition takes place week 11 – that gives Jimmy Garoppolo nine starts because you have the bye week. Okay, so 10 weeks minus one week for the bye week. That's Jimmy Garoppolo. And then week 11, I've got Trey Lance jumping in. And we're going to see a little bit of an uptick in carries when Trey Lance comes in uh, just because of his skill set and what he brings. Not so much that he's going to be carrying the ball that much more, but because it, that's going to help the run game so much more because the linebackers have to sit and freeze now because, again, if Trey Lance pulls it, that dude can go to the house. So that's going to be kind of where that is. So we got our number, 30 carries a game, right, times 17. You go out there, you do all that. I have 513 carries this year. Now that's a lot more, a lot more than they've ever had. 498 was the previous most on the Super Bowl run. But, again, we have a 17th game. And so you put that up there, and again, where would this rank the 49ers in the game? Because you got to kind of check yourself. You know, you go through, and I explain why, why I'm using these numbers. That's the whole goal. And feel free to disagree with me and throw that in the comments. Like, man, I think you went too far here. Man, I think it's going to be more this way, all those things. But it, it's, it's kind of nice because, all right, I get this number, 513. That's 30 rush attempts per game. Let's look at the NFL last year. Let's check it. Like, is that even a feasible number? Well, with 16 games in the 2020 season, it would have ranked the 49ers third. The Titans and the Ravens, they had more rush attempts than that on a 16-game schedule. So you you apply that to a 17-game schedule, and hey, yeah, 49ers are going to be amongst the league leaders in rush attempts. It's just what it is. So then what I did, I went back each year, 2017 through 2020. I won't go through each number for each position, and I said, all right, who was the running back one, meaning who got the most carries, who was the running back two, who was the running back three, and I charted it every single year, so for example, 2017, the running back one got 240 carries, that was uh, Carlos Hyde, he, he the, by far the most in Kyle Shanahan's entire tenure, running back two, 105 carries, running back three, only 26, and so I did that for every single year, and then I came up with some averages, okay, and these were the averages that came out. And pay attention to not so much the carries, but the amount of carries per game. I think that's kind of telling. And, you know, real quick, let's just jump back. Injuries play a role in this. There's no doubt about it. But the way in which I attributed these statistical kind of numbers to each player was carries per game 
pass attempts per game, receptions per game, targets per game along those lines. So, yeah, somebody's out, but those numbers still represent and kind of aggregate over the course of a season-long schedule. So, for example, the running back one, whoever has got the most carries for the 49ers, over a four-year period has averaged 10.2 rushes per game. That's 164 carries. Running back two, 7.1 carries per game. Running back three, 4.6 per game. Now, I know there's a rotation there, but it, it, it fixes itself because let's say Jeff Wilson Jr., right? He's out for a long time. I have him playing seven games this year. That's going to prorate itself out because he's not going to get any carries the first 10 games. But those last seven, he's going to catch up because his workload's going to increase. So the averages work themselves out. So here we go. Let's do this. Now we're into it. Let's go through the actual numbers of the players themselves. I have Trey Sermon as the running back one. Now, here, let me, let me explain that. Raheem Mostert is the running back one. There's no doubt about that. However, he has never been able to kind of bolster the load of a season. Uh, it carries. It's, it's not who he is. The most carries he has ever had in a season is 137. That's the most he's ever had. So I have Trey Sermon getting the most carries because one, durability. Raheem Mostert can't stay healthy. Number two, the size, body, and play style is going to hold up better, and he's younger, a lot younger. So Sermon is my number one. And so what I did is I went back and I looked at that, okay, 10.2 rush per game. So let's multiply that up. I rounded up just a little bit to get my numbers even for this one. So I have him getting 11 carries a game. He's a rookie. He can handle it. We've seen that in the NFL. So 11 carries a game, 17 games, that's 187 carries. That's a lot. That, that, that's a little bit more than the average, but again, that's 17th game. You got to remember, the averages, they're going to exceed this year. I have him getting 4.8 yards per carry. I don't have him hitting that 5-yard um, per carry mark. You multiply that out, I have him getting 897 rush yards, just under that 900-yard that 900 or the century mark for a rookie. But these are all rush yards, and I have him getting seven touchdowns. Like, he's going to get those carries in the red zone. You remember, Kyle Shanahan always takes Mostert out whenever it's short yardage or whenever it's, you know, goal line. He liked Jeff Wilson in that role, remember? He liked, uh, you know, Matt Breida to be in that role sometimes as well. But Jeff Wilson's out. He, he's not there. So I think Sermon, with his body, he's going to be there. So for Sermon, 187 carries. 897 rushing yards, seven rushing touchdowns. That's a pretty damn impactful rookie year for sure. Running back two, Mostert. Okay, I've got him getting eight carries per game. Now, some games he's going to get a lot more. You can go back and you talk about, okay, well, what about the NFC Championship? Man, he had all those carries. Yeah, yeah, that's an anomaly. You don't find that anywhere else. Um, that's not how they're going to use him. They want him to last. So I have him getting eight carries a game, which I think is a sweet spot. And again, that's an average. That's 136 carries. Remember, the most he's ever had in a year is 137. So I have him one carry below that at 5.6. And with these players' averages who have been in the NFL, the rookies I did not do this with, I went with their career or their 49ers average in yards per carry, yards per reception, yards per pass attempt, all those things, right? So I, I'm not just like creating these numbers. This is what they have under Kyle Shanahan, even though – you know, those were, you know, with Nick Mullins or a terrible offensive line that was injured or whatever else. So I'm not creating these numbers for the rookies I am, but that is what Raheem Mostert is average, 5.6. <laughs> so you multiply his 5.6 times 136, 136 carries, 761 yards. That's a pretty damn good year for a running back too. Five touchdowns. Um, that's Mostert. Gallman, I'll go a little faster on the later ones. I have him as the running back three just in carries. Um, just at two a game. I don't think that he's going to be on the roster the whole entire year. I could definitely see him and Jeff Wilson Jr. flipping when Wilson Jr. gets healthy if injuries don't take place or whatever else. So I have Wayne Gallman getting 34 carries at 4.3 yards per attempt. That's his average. That'll come out to 146 and one touchdown. Um, so 146 rushing yards for Gallman, one touchdown. Jeff Wilson Jr. And another thing, too, hold me accountable, baby, um, because you know me. I'm going to brag. Like I'm going to put it out there. It's easy to say, oh, I didn't think he's going to have a good year. Really? 
Here's exactly how many carries, how many yards, how many touchdowns I thought they were going to have. Hold me accountable. And, man, come after me on those losses. But, yeah, you know, we're a positive group here. You can come after me for the hits as well. And I'm going to be wrong on a lot of these. There's no doubt about it because we're going off of averages. There's going to be outliers. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be breakthroughs. There's going to be surprises. Um, those are going to take place. That's okay. Now, Jeff Wilson Jr., he's my running back four. Um, and I only have him playing in seven games, but I have him getting six carries per game. Whenever he comes in, I think he's going to be maybe not the RB two, but he's going to be getting some work. Um, there's no doubt about it. So at, you know, six carries per game for those seven games, that's 42 carries at 4.4 yards per attempt. That's his average with us. It's 184 yards and two touchdowns. They love to use them around the, the red zone. I want to put more on there. But it, it, for me, it just didn't work because, again, Sermon, Mostert, they're going to be the guys, and then I think he's going to come in. Running back five, Elijah Mitchell, I have him making this. Um, I just have him at one carry per game because I think there's going to be probably six or seven games where he gets no carries, with special teams and all that stuff. But if a running back goes down, he's going to jump up into that role. So there'll be some games where he gets six or seven carries, but you prorate that over the year. I only have him coming out. 17 carries at 4.6 uh, yards per carry, 78 yards and a touchdown. His big year is going to be next year. But with the stable of running backs we have ahead of him, he just gets to sit and learn and be a special team stud and a backup guy. Kyle Juszczyk, um, I've got at .7 carries per game. Um, he's only had one year with double-digit carries in his entire career. And that came in 2020. That was last year. But he, he doesn't get a lot of rush attempts, a lot more pass receptions. Then he does rush attempts. So .7, I've got him at 12 carries at 3.7. That's his average with us yards per attempt. That's 44 yards and one rushing touchdown. Um, so that that's what I have him. Now the the wide receivers. We got to talk about these guys. Debo, baby. That jet sweep, the end of round, all those things. And again, this doesn't allocate for all of those. Those little short shovel passes whenever he goes in front of the quarterback, that isn't it. So I only have him getting 1.5 rush attempt per game. Um, most carries were his rookie year. He had 14. So I've got a, an uptick there. I've got him getting 25 rush attempts on the year, um, which might be a little too much, but, man, that's what we need to see. <laughs> we, we want to use him in that facet. He's averaged 8.4 yards per rush attempt. So that would come out to... 210 rushing yards is not receiving and two touchdowns. That would be awesome. Um, but again, if you want to taper that down a little bit, totally cool with that. But he needs the ball in his hand. And Kyle Shanahan kind of showed, you know, last year he didn't use him as your prototypical wide receiver, put him in the backfield a lot of times. I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, whom I just finished a full Patreon breakdown of Brandon Ayuk. Uh, if you want to go check that out, uh, it was a lot of fun. He has not been, you know, when Debo was out in weeks two and three, we saw Ayuk being those end of rounds and obviously the freak, you know, play where he did the hurdle and all that stuff. That was incredible. But he doesn't really get a lot of, you know, rush attempts. That's not really who he is. So I only have him at 0.6 rush attempts per game. It comes out to 10 carries on the year. Um, he only had six carries the whole year last year. So uh, keep pace with that. 12.8 rush yards per attempt. That's 128 yards. Kind of works out well. And then last but definitely not least, we have the quarterbacks. And again, I kind of talked to you just a little bit about how I have it. I have Jimmy Garoppolo starting nine games. I have Trey Lance starting eight games for that 17th. So Jimmy G at nine uh, game starts. Got him at two per game. He's probably one of the most, like, I guess, hidden things or what he's best at is quarterback sneaks. The dude was like 13 for 13 on fourth downs and goal line situations. Dude gets the job done there. He's not mobile, but those add up. And so 18 carries, two carries a game at two and a half yards per rush attempt. That's his average. That's 45 yards. Trey Lance, eight starts. I have him coming in at four rush attempts per game. I started off at like three. Then I was like, okay, three and a half. I was like, all right, four. Uh, I don't want to go too much higher than that. And, man, you want to protect this guy. Now, could he come out and be, you know, six, seven rush attempts per game? For sure he could. But that's not what I want. I want him to win with his arms. I want the running to be just an extra side thing. 
So that's 32 carries over those eight games at 5.2 yards per carry. So that comes out to 166 rushing yards. Again, only eight games. It's pretty damn solid. And four rushing touchdowns. I think he's going to be getting into the end zone. Now, why did I come up with 5.2 yards per carry? I went back with somebody who I, I think he's comparable to with his running style, Josh Allen. That's Josh Allen's yards per rush attempt. So I wanted to be conservative. I didn't want to go. I, you know me. I'm a Trey Lance guy. I love this dude. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. But 5.2 yards per rush attempt, that's exactly where Josh Allen has been through his young career. And I think he can at least do that. So uh, that's kind of where I have him in the rush attempts. Now, um, after a quick word from our sponsor, we are going to jump into pass attempts. And that's what we got next up. So here we go. So excited to announce our new sponsor. This is a big one. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is one of my favorite betting sites, and here's the thing that separates it from everything else. In the offseason, they have so much NFL to bet on. It's an absolute blast. So head over there. Use promo code 49ERSRUSH, all caps, one word, 49ERSRUSH. Again, 49ERSRUSH as your promo code. And what that's going to get you is they're going to match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Now, rollovers apply on the bonus money. If you're not sure how that works, uh, you can check out that out on the site. But you can open an account for as little as $25. Again, please use our promo code. Helps the podcast. But you can bet on NFL futures, over uh, win totals for each team. They have the 49ers set at 10 wins currently, by the way. So if you're one of the people that thinks the 49ers are going to get 11 or more wins, Go over there and make that bet. <laughs> There's no reason not to. Coach of the year, rookie of the year, MVP, who makes the playoffs and who doesn't, as well as some of the game of the year spread. So, for example, if you want to bet the 49ers versus Tennessee Titans, that's up on there right now with the spread and all those things. There's so much to bet there. So we're going to be doing some betting specials here. By the way, I'm taking the over on 49ers getting 10 or more wins. I, I think they're definitely going to get to 11 wins. Um, so head over there, support the podcast, bet with us, make some money. We did really, really well last year. Again, that's betonline.ag. And make sure you use promo code 49ersRush, all capital, one word, to help support the podcast. All right, I put down a couple more bets um, this uh, last couple of days that I wanted to share with you over a bet online. First of all, I didn't bet this one. But for week one, I thought this was interesting. 49ers have Detroit. Shout out to uh, Dan, wherever he's at, talking his trash. Um, but or, or Don or whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, it does matter. I love him. I'm always going to give him a hard time. Any Lions fan that shows up to Niners podcast, he's whatever. He's awesome. The 49ers are currently seven and a half point favorites on the road in Detroit week one. That is the largest spread of the week and their road team uh, for week one. So that take that for what you want, but some long shot bets, some kind of in uh, you know season long bets. Nick Bosa, defensive player of the year, is plus twelve hundred. 
So if you bet 10, which I did, you win 120 bucks. Uh, that's there now. He's got, you know, he's top five in odds. Um, but if you want a long shot 49er for defensive player of the year, you know where I'm going with this. Linebacker one, baby. Fred Warner, plus 6,600 to win defensive player of the year. Usually don't give it to uh, linebackers. It's almost always defensive linemen, sometimes a corner. But, man, there's a possibility, and you can see this. And, again, this is a long shot bet. So I bet five to win $330. Uh, you can take that for whatever you will. But go check those out, betonline.ag. Make sure you use promo code 49 Rush, or just follow the link in this video. I'll put it at the bottom um, in the description. All right, let's get to pass attempts. This was weird because Kyle Shanahan, when he panics, he throws the ball. That's just who he is. Think back to 2017. Who are our quarterbacks? Yeah, Hoyer, and then you had CJ. He threw it 607 times, the most by far. 2018, 532. The year we went to the Super Bowl, 2019, 478. So he likes to throw the ball just way too much. And then 570 last year when he panics. It comes out to 34 pass attempts a game. Too many. It's too many. Uh, but what I have us doing for the year, um, I'm staying with that 34 per um, game. Multiply it times 17. Comes out to 575. So just five more pass attempts than what we did all of 2020. It kind of fits in there. I wish it was a little bit lower, but that's okay. Um, now, here's what I did as well. And I kind of worked backwards from here. I tried to stay within the completion percentage range of Jimmy Garoppolo, which usually is around 69% since he's been here. That's kind of who he is. So that's going to put us at 400 completions on 575 pass attempts. And then I started working with those numbers backwards. Um, and again, you know, you, you go into, you know, I'm going to give you the total number for passing yards now. But again, this was the last thing I had to figure out because I went through each player said, okay, these are how many targets. These are how many of the receptions they'll get based on their catch percentage, um, which is off because they've been having Nick Mullins, CJ Beathard, uh, some injured Jimmy Garoppolo, things like that. But try to figure those things out. But the passing yardage came out to 4,565, my projected total for the year. That would have ranked them fourth last year. Um, but again, got to add in that 17th game. And if that average holds out, then they're pretty close to the middle. Uh, they're going to be about, you know, 11th or 12th with that number that I gave them. So uh, here's the quarterback kind of numbers that I have. Jimmy Garoppolo, again, just nine starts. Um, I've got him going 236 uh, completions to 333 um, pass attempts. That puts him at 71% completion percentage. It would be the best he's done with the 49ers, but look at the tools he got. You look at the offensive line upgrades. This is by far the best situation he has ever played in. Um, now, he comes out 71% completion percentage. He's going to throw for just over 2,500 yards, 2,548 yards, 14 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Stayed with his ratios that he always got those interceptions that come out of nowhere. <coughs> Excuse me. But 14 touchdowns to 7 interceptions. Then we got Trey Lance. And, man, I kept having to, like, finesse these numbers and, like, okay, let's move some of this there. He's a rookie. He's got accuracy issues. Those are facts. <laughs> Those are issues. So, in eight games, again, one less than Jimmy Garoppolo, I have him as a 67% completion percentage passer. And I think I'm being a little too kind. I really do. I think it should be lower than that. But this is where I ended up. And I was like, you know what? This is where I think he's going to be. So I have him going 164 for 242. So 164 completions to 242 attempts, 67%. Comes out to just over 2,000 yards passing, uh, 2017 uh, yards, 11 touchdowns, and 7 interceptions. Now, I know, I know, Trey Lance doesn't turn the ball over. He's going to. Believe you me. He had four turnover-worthy plays. If you go back to the season where he was a full starter for North Dakota State. So uh, turnovers are coming. And I think he's going to, you know, get a lot of those out of the way early. And so that's why I have, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, nine starts, seven interceptions. Trey Lance, eight starts, seven interceptions. But it gives you those numbers. Um, and, and it just kind of lets you see kind of where I expect things to go. Now, the question isn't, man, why don't you just stick with Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm telling you this right now. 
The reason why you don't is because Trey Lance isn't better right now. I don't think that he is. He can be better by the times of the playoffs. You don't want to go into the playoffs hindered with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think that he's hindered, but you don't have that when things break down, you don't have that extra juice to go get that the play. And that's exactly why you trade up all that capital for Trey Lance. You got a bigger arm. You're going to push the ball downfield more. He's going to be able to extend plays. He's got the running ability. He's got all those things. So give him time, and that's why you make the switch week 11, in my opinion. Um, again, I could be way off. Uh, it's happened once before. It's happened more than that. I have it a lot of times. But uh, here we go. Real quick word from our sponsor. All right, fantasy football peeps. Do we have something for you? Fantrax is putting together a tournament for 49ers Rush Podcast and Eat Sleep Fantasy. We're kind of partnering to put this together. It's completely free. You're going to play in a best ball tournament against me and the staff at Eat Sleep Fantasy. And if you beat any of us, you get a ticket for each one of us that you beat. Now, here's how best ball works. Again, completely free. doesn't cost you a penny. All you're going to do is you will get a salary, $300, to build your 18-person roster, your quarterbacks, wide receivers, whatever else. Each week, the computer puts your best players in the lineup after the week. So you draft, and you're done for the year. This is easy. No time commitment, no money. This is an awesome way to build a community and to see if you can beat me, which I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty good at this stuff, so we'll see what happens. But I'm rooting on you. Um, so head to Fantrax.com ESF, and here's what you win. If you beat me or any of the staff over there, you get a raffle ticket and listen to this prize list. Autographed Joe Montana jersey. Autographed Willie McGinnis. Autographed DJ Moore. Autographed Keenan Allen jersey. Autographed Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper. All courtesy of our partners over at Fantrax. This is an absolute blast and a win-win. Cost nothing. All you do is go to Fantrax.com slash ESF or follow the link in this um, video. And that's it. Set up your account for free. Set your lineup and you're done. We'll keep we'll keep pace and see track this throughout the year. It'll be a lot of fun. So go over there. Check it out. Fantrax.com slash ESF. If you have any questions, as always, please don't hesitate to reach out. All right. Th this was probably my favorite uh, aspect of doing all these like projections that's receptions oh man because you got wide receivers you got tight ends you got running backs you got fullbacks you got all this stuff like th this is where it got like all right it, this is just way too much it took me several days like this took a lot of time <laughs> i got i got excel open i've got you know all the pro football reference things i've got word going on and just like you know calculating all this stuff like a, i'm not that smart i'm just gonna be honest <laughs> but uh yeah it's it, it was a a couple days in the life of an accountant i assume i don't know i don't know but uh so let's start with the wide receivers and again very similar to what i did with running backs i tracked how many receptions the wide receiver one got each year for all four years, the wide receiver two, the wide receiver three. And man, it probably, you know, one of the things that stood out to me the most, we don't throw the ball to a wide receiver one. Since Kyle Shanahan showed up, the most, excuse me, the most receptions that a wide receiver one has had since 2017 is 60. That was last year. It was Brandon Ayuk, 60 receptions. Listen to this, 2019, 57 receptions, 2018, 42, 2017, 56. And man, it, it's like, what? That, that, that's not a lot of receptions at all. The 49ers have been void of top tier wide receiver talent until now. And again, the guy that led the team in receptions last year, Brandon Ayuk, he had 60. He only started 11 games and it was with Nick Bullets. Like, <laughs> so... It's kind of hard to base and project on what's happened in the past. You're not going to have bad quarterback play. Uh, you got Jimmy Garoppolo out there now and Trey Lance who's going to be coming in. You're going to be fine. There's no Nick Mullins. There's no C.J. Beathard coming through that window. There's no Brian Hoyer. That's not where we are. Um, so we're going to be okay. Now, so, and, and I'll say this. You know, I put this trivia question out there on Twitter the other day. I was like, who was the last wide receiver before Brendan Ayuk to have 60-plus receptions with the 49ers? And almost everybody got it wrong. I was like, Anquan Bolden, uh, T.O., Pierre Garçon. Nope. 
Jeremy mother effing Curly. <laughs> like, what a guess. Like, that, that is a trivia question right there. And it took me a while to go back and look for it. Jeremy Curley was the last wide receiver to lead the team in receptions with over 60. That's not good. That's not good. So, you know, I went through and I just, how many receptions per game for the wide receiver? One, two, and three. It wasn't much. The wide receiver one has averaged 3.3 receptions per game. That's like among the NFL's least. Um, obviously, George Kittle's going to skew these numbers because he's the tight end one. I don't count him as a running back. So that's where he is. Now, the wide receiver two, 2.4 catches per game, and the wide receiver three, two catches a game. So they spread the ball around, which is a good thing. So here are the projections. I got Ayuk with the most, 4.5 receptions per game. So I'm taking a little bit of a leap here. Because 3.3 has been the, the average for the wide receiver one. I'm saying uh, I, I'm so high on Ayuk. Um, dude's going to be a beast. And I don't even like these numbers. Like, I feel like I'm still selling him short. And I juiced him a little bit. So at four and a half catches per game over 17 games, um, that comes out to 77 receptions. Which is good. Man, I think he could have more. I really, really do. Um and again, 12 and a half yards per catch. That's what he averaged. That comes out to 962 yards and seven touchdowns. And you're like, ah, oh, just below the thousand yard mark. But you go back and you look at what his rushing projections were. He had 128 rushing yards. So that's going to bump him over the thousand yard mark with seven touchdowns. I'm telling you right now, the person that is going to gain the most from the quarterback change is Brandon Ayuk. The most. Because now we have a deep-throwing quarterback. That's going to be huge. So Ayuk's going to be a little bit slower to start the year, I think. But once that quarterback switch is made to Trey Lance, uh, it, I love this dude. I'm telling you, he's going to be so damn good. Number two is Debo. Uh, 2.8 attempts per, or catches per game. Again, he's getting a lot of those rushing you know, attempts and all that stuff. So he's going to come out to 51 receptions. At 13.3 yards per catch, that's what he's averaged with us. That comes out to 678 and three touchdowns. That's a pretty damn good year. And again, going back and double-checking with the rush attempts, he's got 210 rush, rush yards with two touchdowns. But he's got to have a decent year. Pretty close to 1,000 total yards, for, um, five total touchdowns. Not too bad for a wide receiver, too. Jalen Hurd. Oh, man. Um, that's who I have as the wide receiver, three. Just one and a half catches per game. I think it's going to be a whole bunch of guys as that wide receiver three spot. Um, so I've got him at 25 receptions at 11 and a half yards per catch, 287 and two touchdowns. Because if he does play, if Jalen Hurd plays, he's getting touchdowns. That, that number is probably a little too low. If Jalen Hurd's on this active roster week one, touchdowns, he's going to be getting four or five. That's just what he, it's his role. He's going to be a red zone target. Richie James, 1.3 catches per game. That's what he's been at, um, actually. 22 receptions, 7.3 yards per reception, um, which was among the league lowest. Uh, but that's his average with us. 169 total yards. I got Sanu getting a half a catch a game. So eight receptions, 10 and a half yards, uh, 84 yards. And then Sherfield, Trent Sherfield. He's going to be a spot fill-in guy. But yeah, five receptions for 60 yards on the year, that's what I got him at. Now, tight ends. This was a little bit more fun because, again, you know, we did, we, we've had one wide receiver in four years get 60 receptions. Listen to these totals for tight end one. This is George Kittle every year, by the way. His rookie year, 43 catches. Okay, Next year, 88. Next year, 85. That's year we went to the Super Bowl. And then 48 last year, and he missed all that time. So... Like, th these are why the targets and receptions are so low for wide receivers. Because we, we have the best tight end in football. That's just all that there is. So, my projections there, I have Kittle getting five receptions a game. Comes out to 85 receptions at 13.6 yards per reception. That's what he's averaged. 1,156 yards, six touchdowns. And those are almost in line completely with the averages when he's healthy. This isn't inflating any numbers. It's almost dumbing them down a little bit. Because, again, 2018, he had 88 catches. Broke the record for most yards ever. 2019, he had 85 catches. So I've got him at 85 here again. And there's the 17th game on top of it. But I don't think that you have to force feed him the ball near as much as you used to. Because 
Ayuk, because Debo, because you got some pass-catching running backs now that you just drafted. So it's going to take away those numbers just a little bit. And I, I'm not complaining, 1,100 yards receiving for a tight end at six touchdowns, that's pretty badass, especially 85 catches. Uh, dude's going to be a beast. Now, um, Dwelly, he's my tight end too. I got him at .8 receptions per game. That comes out to 14 catches for 135 yards and one touchdown. We're going to get Dwelly in the end zone at least once. We know that. Tight end three, I've got Warner, .4 catches per game. Comes out to seven catches for 84 yards on the year. Those are the tight ends. Now, before I finish this episode up and jump into the running backs, I want to make sure we talk about 49ers rush road trip, man. Um, this is everything. If you're going to the Chicago game, if you're going to the Los Angeles game, you're going to the Philly game, come party with us. We got discount hotels up on the site already, 49ersrushroadtrip.com. And, man, we're going to be partying the night before. Um, I'm buying banners and all kinds of stuff to take pictures in front of. We got all kinds of stuff going on. Head over to 40hoursrushroadtrip.com. It's 25 bucks a ticket for the night before party. Okay, and I'm setting up tailgates with a lot of the local chapters um, that are there. You're gonna party with us. So you're going to these cities. You're somebody that travels by yourself, your family. You can't afford everybody to go. Hey, we're gonna be your family out of town, baby. We're gonna stay together. We're gonna party together. We're gonna tailgate together. We're gonna have a great time and make a lot of awesome memories. Um, so come party with us. I'll be at all the events, all those three games anyway. And if these things go as well as they are, we sold a lot of tickets, which is awesome. Hoping next year, we're going to be able to bump these numbers up a little bit. Um, and again, yeah, I'm coaching now, but luckily I got very, very lucky. I have no Saturday games on those weekends. So 40 hours rush road trip, still full go. Uh, you know, I even talked to my principal about like, look, this is where we're at. I, if I say I'm doing something, I'm doing something. I don't. My least, <laughs> I'm going off here. Uh, my like my least favorite thing about people is if they're flaky. If you flake on a commitment, oh man, I'm done. I'm done. I understand emergencies happen. I get that. But man, if I all these people are buying tickets to come party with us, and I say sorry, guys, I got a bell. Hell no. What kind of person would I be? Um, man, no. Yeah. Anyway, it's full go. Come party with us. Forty Nine Rush Road Trip .com. Dot com, dot com. There we go. So let's look at the running backs, it, which which was difficult. Uh, but Carlos Hyde, I thought this was crazy. Carlos Hyde led the 49ers in receptions in 2017. He had 53 receptions as a running back, and he is not a receiving back. You remember that one play where he just ran that seam route, and Jimmy G just lobbed it up there perfectly, uh, amazing deep ball right through his hands, and they panned to Kyle Shanahan on the sideline, and he was so pissed, probably as mad as he's ever been. And it was just like you knew right then. Carlos Hyde ain't coming back. <laughs> um, he just didn't fit really what we wanted, uh, just receiving-wise. He didn't have it. Trey Sermon, even though Ohio State, similar build, similar running style, he can catch the ball. He's got good hands. And Elijah Mitchell, even better hands. Uh, but anyway, so I went through and you know tried to figure all these out and the averages just like I did. This was the hardest one because then you got Kyle Juszczyk in there that you got to throw in as well. So um, I've got six running backs, if you include Kyle Juszczyk, getting these catches. Number one, I got Trey Sermon getting the most with 2.1 catches per game, which is on par, exact average as the running back one has received under Kyle Shanahan, 2.1 catches per game. 35 receptions at eight yards per reception, 280 yards receiving two touchdowns. So again, you look at Trey Sermon, pretty damn stellar rookie year because I've got him rushing for right at 900 yards and seven touchdowns. Now you're going to tack on all these yards, 280, and two touchdowns, I mean, this dude's almost double-digit double touchdowns and over 1,000 all-purpose yards as a rookie. Stepping into one of the best situations in the NFL. I mean, dude, hit the jackpot. That's all there is to it. Mostert, RB2, 1.5 catches per game, which, again, is the average for the running back, too, um, under Kyle Shanahan since 2017. So that comes into 25 receptions, but he's got a 10-yard per reception average, which is bonkers. Uh, 250 yards, one touchdown. Kyle Juszczyk, 1.5 receptions per game. That brings him to 25 receptions on the year. Very similar to where he is um, you know, throughout his career with the 49ers. That's about right. 10.6 yards per reception. Bananas number. Um but the reason why it's so high is because he runs all those fullback leak wheel routes 
and gets huge gains. Um, so I've got him 265 yards and two touchdowns. I think he's going to get in the end zone on those little flare routes off of play action. Jeff Wilson Jr., even though only seven games, having .7 catches. Five catches um, for 31 yards and a touchdown. That dude just finds his way. Wayne Gallman, seven catches on the year for 43 yards. And Elijah Mitchell, nine catches on the year for 81 yards. And again, if if there was one that I was like, man, I want to give him some more, it'd be Elijah Mitchell. I really hope that he finds a way to get into this rotation because the kid's so damn good. We know that they love him, but I felt like the pick was like, hey, this is an insurance policy, and next year he's going to be the guy. So like Elijah Mitchell, it's almost like a redshirt year for him, but he's going to be on the roster. They're not going to wave. <laughs> he's not getting cut. I can tell you that unless the injury takes place, but we don't want to talk about that. So anyway. That's where we are. We went over how many times the ball is going to be thrown, how many yards, how many passing touchdowns, all those things. So hold me accountable on these numbers, and let's see how it all pans out. But uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this show. Uh, I do have to just let everybody know I'm heading to Vegas uh, for a guy's trip that I planned over a year ago during the pandemic. Uh, so I'm going to be out of touch for a couple of days. Don't worry about me. Everything's going to be good. Uh, and whenever I get back, man, it's almost time. We are so close. We are so close to trading camp time, and we're going to be able to talk a lot more 49ers, which is always good news. But I want to say thank you. Appreciate all the positivity. Appreciate the support. You guys are the absolute best. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.